Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. Hello. Oh, God. I was exhaling. Okay. <laughs> You're really bringing the excitement. Hello. Okay. Hi. Like, there you go. Hi, Kathy. How are you today? It's hot out. It's real hot out. We live in California, just outside of LA or close to LA, I guess. LA region. LA and proper. And it's warm. LA County. Okay. It's warm these days. But I'm hearing from people all over the count, uh, country and in other countries, actually, who are our patrons, uh, that it's hot in lots of places. I'm just glad we don't have the hurricane. And I'm glad we don't have the humidity. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I mean... We're going to, in the fall, we get into our own issues with Santa Ana's and fires and brimstone, but yeah, we do have a lot of problems over here. We do. We do. In the fall, we have some issues, even though it's our favorite season. I know. Uh, you were talking about a sparkling, can I just add, <laughs> totally off topic, you were talking about a sparkling water that you love, and I think the people need to know. Oh, product placement. Here we go. <laughs> They're not paying us, if only. No, they're not. <laughs> um, I will pay. I pay them a lot for this, though. So I, oh, gotcha. Shannon and I love club soda, mm. all different kinds. Mm -hmm. I tried cutting back on diet soda a few years back, and you know I still have it. But now I like drink club soda all day, so I'm always looking for like the, the sparkling good ones. water is what I yeah sparkling yeah. water. So it's usually labeled as Trader Joe's has a sparkling water right now that I hope really hope isn't seasonal because a lot of their stuff is. Yeah. And there's two flavors. One is a blueberry lemonade and one is a watermelon lemonade. And my God, <laughs> I go through like four cases a week. Wow. Amazing. The that watermelon is, is expensive. so refreshing. <laughs> it is so, so refreshing. And it's all, it's, since it's sparkling water, there's no calories. There's no sodium. It's super light and refreshing. It's just like watermelon water. Just bubbles so good and it still makes you burp good it does that's awesome mm -hmm. okay just wanted you to share that uh maybe they'll have a, a pumpkin spice sparkling water in the <laughs> <laughs> oh god did you have an event you were going to talk about today at all yeah or yeah I, i'm going to bring up one that's uh well it's all over the country but i have dates for cool cherry hill new jersey and hunt valley um i think maryland okay so Oh my God. Let me just say that I would probably lose all my money here. Oh, cool. Cool. It's called monster mania and it's a big horror con. Um, it's a horror film and memorabilia convention. Holy crap. If you go to their autographs, programs, collectibles, apparel, posters, um, so much going on. And if you go to monstermania.net, so August 13th is New Jersey. September is Maryland. October is Pennsylvania. I mean, it's wow, all over the yeah, country. Yeah, I've seen that. But it looks so rad. It looks so fun. It does. It's, most, it's East Coast. It's mostly East Coast. New Jersey, Maryland, PA is what yeah. I'm seeing dates for. That's yeah. amazing. Looks really cool. How so fun. if you go to the top, there's all the different 
you know, yeah, and their website is really ops. crowded and confusing. It's, really, it's, it's awesome. Really too much. Go- it's too busy. <laughs> I had to really navigate through this. Big I was going to say, if you're anxious, this website's pretty disturbing. Like but. over 48 vendors in October. I mean, it's just it. It I could probably drop a lot of cash here. A lot of dough. Yeah. I'm going to mark that to see if like that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That looks really fun. Uh, I was also going to mention that Halloween Horror Nights announced that they're happening this year yeah. here in, in, in our Universal Studios from September 9th to October 31st. And let me just say, because I have this one written down too, that um, they're going to have Haunting a Hill House. Yes. Bent Neck Lady. Yes. I'm going to be doing some kicks. <laughs> Good thing she always... I grab on to Shannon and cry and then I kick. For those of you who are new listeners, we go to Halloween Horror Nights. Every year we've it's been available. Obviously, COVID curbed that. Uh, but we'll be going again this year. If not once, maybe twice. Sometimes we... <laughs> Sometimes we avail ourselves. We, we of might twice. have to make up for lost time. I know, and then we'll totally burn ourselves out, which happens every year. We get to November, we're like, okay, yeah, we're good on the haunted mazes, <laughs> and, then we, and then we do uh, we do Disney again for Christmas. Yeah, we've done uh, Disney a couple of times. The last time we went, which I think was great, because then we had to skip a year, so we had gone twice. That's right, we did. Yes, we had gone twice, but the second time was a little much. We were just like, okay, we're good. Thank you. I think that. Today, because yeah. it's a Friday. Yeah, I'm at Disney today, <gasps> July 16th. Yeah. Ooh. So right now, because obviously we pre-record, these aren't live shows. Uh, Kathy is sweating her doing ass both, off at Disneyland, doing both parks. Nice. That's what yeah. I did this last time. I think I talked about that a few weeks ago. So I have I have one more thing to announce here. Yes, Re- ma'am. Really quickly, if you go to befulloflovely.com. <laughs> you will find if you would lo- like to order yourself a horror movie garden gnome uh-huh and they have every single one so if you want a garden gnome of michael myers I or see that. of leatherface mm-hmm. zombies a, even i see have a ball they have disemboweled garden <laughs> zombie gnomes they do they have night gnomes guards guys it's only twenty dollars yeah, they have the infected animals. Halloween garden zombie gnome, night, and then they have like nights and skeleton. The infected animals zombie yeah. gnome. That's yeah. What? Right. This is creative up. zombie gnome. He's face planted on a mouse trap. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> I do. I do. I do. So, I mean, there's a Freddy Krueger one. There's a Michael Myers one. If you go into... These are hilarious. If you guys are Googling it right now as we're speaking, horror movie Garden Gnome's Killer, and then you can go in there and there's Michael Myers, Freddy, Hannibal, Ash, Jason, oh my God, Leatherface, Exorcist, oh my God, The Enforcer, Karen. Karen S. Cooper. Karen. <laughs> Scream. Oh, okay. Or you can get the whole Halloween set of 12 gnomes for $63. <laughs> Oh, Kathy. They even have the guy from uh, Trick or Treat. It brings a whole new Christmas idea to mind, right? Uh, Captain um, Spaulding. Seriously. Amazing. All right. He's thank flipping you. us off. Okay. Thank you for that. I just thought that I was hilarious. I feel that was necessary. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> totally necessary. <laughs> so necessary. You're welcome. All right. So th- this next 
uh, item we'd like to have is a little segment we like to call Facts with Chaos. <laughs> that was her sexy bedroom whisper. It was like my laryngitis version. <laughs> that too. Thank you. <clears throat> Proceed. Number one. The novel was published in 1976 and reprinted 48 times by 1993. Hmm. Number two, one of the co-stars tried getting out of the film. He hated the weather, the costumes, and didn't like being second to his co-star. Number three, drink from me and live forever was the film's tagline, but never said in the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> Number four. Sounds like a vampire. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> I'm just trying to guess along the way. Yeah. Sounds like, okay, you're collecting. I'm collecting. Okay, I'm, I'm letting you know my thought process. I appreciate it. <laughs> Number four. Cher and Angelica Houston were considered for the two lead roles. Huh. Number five. Oprah walked out of the theater after the opening scene because it was too much blood for her. What? I know. Lame. Number six. This is the last one. It stayed the highest grossing vampire movie for over 10 years as of 2016. Also the highest rated R vampire movie ever. Are those all my facts? Yeah. One, one question, one follow-up. Uh, you said Cher and somebody else. Angelica were gonna, Houston. We're going to be the leads. They were it? considered for the two lead roles. Huh? Cause I was going to say interview with the vampire. Am I right? Yep. Oh, see that, that fact was throwing me I off. Know, I did that because, on purpose. Uh, of course you did. But they were, they were very <laughs> feminine. Understood. Understood. It's just, as we know, like Hollywood doesn't often change genders. I know. They do sometimes, though. So I was open to that. And I was like, but all the other facts kind of match. Yeah. And I think that Anne Rice had quite a bit of influence, too, over the film, I think. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. anyway. Be nice. I love that movie. Yeah. But Brad Pitt wanted out. He did not want to work with Cruz. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well. They were great together. They and were. maybe some of that simmering rage was part of the helpfulness. Well, part of it wasn't just Tom Cruise. He also just, he was uncomfortable. He said the contacts all day. It was hot. It was the, the oh, Yeah, costume. it looks miserable. Yeah, it looks incredibly miserable, but it's a great movie. Yeah, they did a really great job. I'm glad he fought through his uncomfortable feelings. he was great in it. Because he was very good in it. And uh, that's actually one I've been wanting to watch coming up. We could do... Because I was going to suggest it for my buddy watch, but I picked something else. But go ahead. I was going to say in the fall when yeah. we're doing Halloween stuff, we could do that one and uh, Queen of the Damned. Yeah, sure. Those are good ones. I'm writing it down. Get it. <laughs> she writes it in Sanskrit yeah. so she can. <laughs> well, we have lots of ideas. Where should I encapsulate these ideas? Next to the garden gnomes. <laughs> no, I actually have a document. The fancy document that keeps the ideas in, ch in check. Well, I got that one, kids. Now I do a closeout. Oh, now there's a closeout. It's, a, it's like credits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm start bringing my Casio keyboard. I'm, I'm working on some uh, some helpfulness for you with your songs for next season. Oh, yeah. So, You're going to bring somebody else in to sing it? Big. Uh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to hire that girl to just walk in. and Pepper? 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, all right. What's next? You got, oh, I got some news. What else do you got before we get into movies? Anything? Uh, no. Okay. So let's do a little, a little news things that I wanted to tell you about. Friday news with Sham. I love how they have all the same tune. <laughs> Although, does Trivia with Shan for Patreon have the same tune? It does. I got to yeah, start okay. playing with the tunes. Yeah, like work on your musical selections, would you? Some of the things for season four that I have planned will help you with that. Okay. So Elijah Wood's production company, as we've mentioned before, uh, Spectrovision, Spectrovision, which also produced Mandy, is... No Man of God, wherein Wood plays the FBI agent who Ted Bundy confessed his serial murders to. It's the next installment oh. in the Ted Bundy uh, fictional slash docudrama, whatever the hell you want to call There's it. There's a lot of info in that guy. Yeah, and we're fascinated by him, and our old episodes of Ted Bundy are some of our most downloaded. No, I meant there's a lot of info on that guy. Oh, on the FBI guy? Yeah. On the FBI agent. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So Elijah Wood plays that FBI agent. Bundy is played by Emmy winner Luke Kirby in the film, and it's going to be released in theaters, on demand, and digital on August 27th, and we will absolutely be covering it because we understand that Ted Bundy is a thing that people want to hear us talk about. Just so happens. Can I just say something? If you must. Oh, God, he looks like Bundy. That's creepy. Yeah, I know. Holy crap. Right? And I've talked about this project before. I've mentioned a couple things along the way. And then, yeah, now there's wow. pictures of that's them un- together. That's uncanny. Mm-hmm. That's That's the closest to Ted Bundy you can get. Wow. Um, Sorry, that just totally threw me off. If Not to digress too much, but I'm really sad to hear, not that it's going to affect us because we don't care, but there's a New York Times article talking today about how like people really don't care that the movie theaters are open again. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll probably never go back to the theaters because I can digitally get everything at home now. And it's like... Is this is is this what's going to happen now? I don't think so. I I think that's just bullshit. Um, I have been to the theater already, a couple of times. I miss the theater so much. Yeah, and I I think that sounds like. I mean, of course, there are people that are going to use it as an excuse to never go to the theater again. Like I get it. Like we have great home theater systems. But it's great. Why, but, but why hype that in the news? Is I know. My, is my opinion. Like don't don't propagate that idea exactly because there i don't want people who are on the fence about it to go like yeah you're right i'm never going that's, back that's why it pissed me off well that's why i don't like news sometimes well, i'm gonna i'm gonna burn it yeah okay burn that that's why i get the paper episode. version because if i want to burn it you can use uh by the way my news guy yeah he's now coming at like 758 remember like when i was getting la times it was like 9 30 yeah i mean it's perfect oh well you want 6 a.m but 758 no, is eight, better eight on the weekends eight's better it's eight, fine eight's great okay so you ended up resubscribing no to new york times i had la that's times right before. that's right that's right but the last few weeks they've been sliding la times in there for free i think they're really trying to get me back they're struggling they yeah. want you. I'll they prob- need you. I'll probably end up getting both because I just want to support the paper. No, I understand. I absolutely yeah. understand. That's why I have a digital subscription just to give them a few bucks because I do want to support the New York Times. LA Times, eh, you know, they're going to have to court me. I don't have any free paper showing up on my lawn. Well, I, so. I mean, I want to support the physical paper because I'm scared it's going to be taken. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. They want me. 
Yeah, I know they they need to court me too. After, Come and get me after they completely, you know. <laughs> I'm not that easy to get. Fuck, no. So no man of God. Back to Ted Bundy. <laughs> this is how it happens. He's so he. This is terrifying. How no, much he looks like him. No man of God is based on the true story of the strange and complicated relationship that developed between, between FBI agent Bill Hagmeyer, who's also been a major character in most of the things, and an incarcerated Ted Bundy in the years leading to Bundy's execution. The cast also includes Alexa Palladino and Robert Patrick. Uh, Amber Seeley directed the film, written by Kit Lesser. So, yes, August 27th, kids. And there's a trailer and a movie poster and all that. So you can, if for some reason you didn't know, check it out. Uh, Seeley turns the tables, uh, Megan Wait, who wrote this? Hmm, not sure. Okay. Uh, Seeley turns the tables by exploring whether it's possible to empathize as well as the human cost of understanding a monster. No new revelations about Bundy subsist here. Well, I mean, how can we have new revelations? Like, what do they expect? Yeah, anyway, no, seriously. He is every bit the remorseless monster you would expect, but telling his final days from Hagmeyer's perspective offers a unique and refreshing angle. I mean, that's all we're ever trying to do with all this old yeah. shit is we're just trying to find a, a different kind of angle sure. to look at it from. I mean, that's that's movies and TV. That's podcasting. That's the conversations we have is we're just trying to have like our perspective out there and that's just what they're trying to do anyway so that sounds interesting oh yeah i mean just to watch his even his mannerisms and some of <laughs> she's these freaking pictures. out right now. I, I mean it's unreal because zach Efron looked nothing like ted bundy he did well at like the mannerisms and he was believable but this guy from the mannerisms to the costuming to yeah they cast a lookalike basically holy hell i wanted to also mention that john carpenter's the thing because we did a whole, you know, we did an episode on it recently, brings glorious practical effects to 4K Ultra HD in September. So Ooh. you likely already own, I mean, people, I'm reading this from Bloody Disgusting, but like you likely already own a VHS DVD Blu-ray of this movie because lots and lots of people do. But this time it's going to be 4K Ultra HD. The 1982 masterpiece will be released in 4K Ultra HD disc September 7th, 2021. So if you don't have a copy of that movie and you need it in your collection, it looks like there is little there's outtakes there's trailers there's a feature commentary with director john carpenter and kurt russell cool etc cetera, etc cetera. so you could own that which i thought was a piece of news i wanted to throw out because we just did an episode on it and then one thing i want to mention to you kathy is that there is an upcoming pet cemetery prequel that mm. paramount is doing they cast natalie Alan Lind and several more other people. So a new installment in the pet cemetery franchise is in the works for Paramount plus with Jeff Bueller, who wrote the 2019 adaptation writing the script. It looks like the project is indeed a prequel as originally announced. So that's cool. And then Natalie Allen Lind is from big sky. Tell me a story. Let's see. Jack Mulhern is from Mayor. Mare of Easttown, which I know you mm -hmm. really liked. Forrest Goodluck is from The Revenant, and Isabella Star LeBlanc have all joined the cast. Um, I guess Jackson White is playing a younger version of Judd Crandall. Lindsay Beer has been hired to direct the new movie. 
I'm loving that the two projects I mentioned today were female directed. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is still, I mean, don't let that allow you to believe that that is in any way the norm in Hollywood. There's, that's not happening, but there is more, more women directors. Uh, No word yet on the plot details, but the film will presumably tell a new story set within the world of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Uh, It's been adapted twice for the big screen, 1989, 2019. I think we've talked about both movies before. Mm -hmm. I think we did a whole episode at one point of Pet Cemetery, but I'm not sure if that was the season one that is no longer really available. It's only available to our patrons on our website. I think it was season two, because it was the new, we went to see the new one. Okay, so it's somewhere in there. I mean, our regular listeners know that I've been taking down the season one episodes and then putting them on a patron-only a section of our website and it's an ongoing project. So if you'd like to support that project, become a patron mm-hmm. <laughs> because that, um, that support allows me to personally have the time to edit and figure out how to get them onto the website and pay for the website. So we really, really appreciate your support with that because as we grow, I, I love having our listeners be a part of that and um, letting them know how it's going. So that's my news. Cool. Yeah. So we did a buddy watch and that buddy watch was picked by Kathy. So I will let her talk about it and introduce it. I remember seeing this movie when I was working in the movie theater in 1994. It's a movie called color of night. It's an American erotic mystery thriller, Uh huge ensemble cast, massive uh, Ruben blades, Leslie Ann Warren, uh, Lance Henriksen, Kevin J. O'Connor, uh, and Scott Bakula. And then it's starring Bruce Willis and Jane March are the main characters. Lance Henriksen. Yeah. My boo. He's he, he's always good. Just saying. Um, so the plot is Dr. Bill Kappa, a New York psychiatrist, um, and that's wrong. He's a psychologist, falls into a deep depression after an unstable patient dies by suicide in front of him by jumping from his office window. The sight of the bloody body clad in a bright uh, green dress causes Bill to suffer from a psychosomatic color blindness, taking away his ability to see the color red. So he travels to LA to stay with his friend who's um, a colleague. They graduated from grad school together. Dr. Bob Moore, played by Scott Bakula, who invites him to sit in on a group therapy session. However, Bob is violently murdered in the office and Bill is plunged into the mystery of his friend's death. And as the saga continues, um, obviously there's a dynamic going on in this group where we suspect that the murder is somehow connected to all of these uh, individuals in the group and everyone in the group has some uh, exaggerated form of a mental illness. So we see uh, OCD, we see uh, like uh, love and sex addiction. We see, um, I don't know, we see someone recovering from trauma. I mean, there's just a lot of like really, really heavy issues in this group. Um, So, I had not seen this for years. It is a weird, it's a really weird movie, but for some <laughs> reason it's always captured me and I don't know why. Maybe it was because it was before you were in the field. And maybe. Maybe you just always had an interest in the field. I, I would say the reason why it's kind of a fun watch is because it's a whodunit. Yeah. I mean, we have so many whodunits now uh, ready or not and you know even the haunted ha- haunted haunting of hill oh golly i know it's a hard one hill house haunted whatever the haunting one of vincent hill- price haunting for- oh 
that one uh anyway house on haunted hill thank you see it's all the same words Mm -hmm. with h's um (laughs) this is how my brain works so sorry um it's like that it's a whodunit it's get people in a room and then in this movie it's too big of a blockbuster to stay in one room they absolutely kill and go all over the place but this is definitely one of those ones where you could do it in all in one room Mm -hmm. because it's a whodunit it's a therapy group and then there's murder and mayhem and then you got to figure it out and there you got to figure out who the murderer is and then you do and then they lead you in but ways. But a lot of people probably haven't seen this one. Yeah, no, it's it's a it sort of have a, has a cult following to it. It didn't do, uh, it did okay when yeah. it came out into the theater. I remember people going to see it, but a lot of people. This was the '90s, and it's very sexual. <laughs> like it does not apologize. No, um, it, but it, it there's a couple of hot scenes. Honestly. Yeah, there, there's some some really good scenes. There's there's two in particular that I'm remembering, and it's not hot like really graphic hot. It's it's hot like close up cameras on a lip or a finger or a piece yeah. of skin or whatever. You know the ones that really kind of get you fired up in that mm-hmm. way without showing you anything that that can be done very well. And there's a couple of little bits and pieces that you know they're only like thirty seconds yeah. long or whatever mm-hmm. that do that. Yeah. No, I, I, it's still like one that I watch that I, I, I'm just like, I know it's weird and it's just, it's not a great film, but I like it. Yeah, and I've fun. always really liked Bruce Willis, but what's so interesting looking back at this now is Bruce Willis was probably in his forties when he filmed this. Mm-hmm. Jane March was probably, uh, 19. So yeah. it's really because the, and they're the love interests. The scene, the scenes are very graphic. The sex scenes are very graphic. I don't know if they'd be able to get away with that much of an age spread for that kind of sex. Yeah, scene I don't know. She, um, she had another movie when she was, she played a 14 year old. She was just turning 18 when she filmed it called the lover where she essentially plays like this, you know, ma- male order, you know, Asian. Right. Yeah. Uh, younger woman. Um, it's a really interesting film too. She did a lot of that kind of stuff when she was younger. She still looks great, but she yeah. she was um really known for those roles. Well, Leslie Ann Warren is great in it. Oh, she's, she's always great. So I annoying. Mean, Lance is funny and yeah. great in it. Uh, a lot Kevin of Kevin J O'Connor is. Good. Oh my gosh, a lot of the characters. Even Eric LaSalle's in the stand movie. I mean, a lot of people from that era are in this movie. So that's kind of fun. Uh, there's a bit of sexy bits. Uh, there's a sociopathic woman in this. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And then also, uh, the th- my takeaway, don't date the convenient person. Mm. Mm-hmm. People who come into your life conveniently <laughs> or by chance. Like what, is, what are the chances? And of then that? all of a sudden love you. Yeah, that's a very sociopathic quality. And those of us who have had um, interactions with sociopaths in our real lives uh, know what that feels like. It's always convenient. It's always too fast and too good to be always too attached too attached very fast they often say i love you within like 10 minutes yep. well, you know second date first date third date like it's very fast so i just saw a lot of the things right out of the gate mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh yeah this is bad <laughs> this isn't gonna mm-hmm. go well uh so how, in that how sense, sorry how funny is reuben blades though he's oh like God. when you're going around so fending funny. benders <laughs> 
so, so funny. funny. There's some funny bits. Uh, Bruce Willis is a horrible dramatic actor. Yeah, opinion. he's really bad. Like, super bad. Like, just stay in comedy or in action. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, he does certain things really, really well. Love Die Hard. Yeah. Loved Moonlighting. Yep. Like that TV show. But whoosh the dramatic acting was not there and i don't know if that's because he was so famous by this time yeah, that he, he wasn't was, caring he was at the peak like he was very good looking in this phoning role. it yeah. in mm-hmm. phoning it in uh so anyway but there are so many other good actors and good things going on in this movie that you can mostly ignore that but mm-hmm. yeah don't don't date the convenient person that's no. my takeaway uh okay <laughs> what else did you watch <laughs> i watched um a creep show the animated special yeah was fun oh, and uh i i just i'm a fan of creep show anyway but i was what i love there's two episodes and I'll, I'll go through them both but someone left a review which i could not um like agree with more but i just love that it was like actual illustrations yeah it was more great. more so than just the computer generated stuff that they now usually use for animation mm-hmm. so it looks like you know because that's one thing that creep show really prides itself on is that comic book like and i love watching that sort of animation so there's two different stories Kiefer sutherland actually plays the voice in the first one so in the first segment a doctor and drug smuggler stranded on a desert atoll discovers that he'll do anything to survive and it's just really crazy like little by little he has to Mm -hmm. you know cut his feet off and then he's cutting from the knee down and Mm -hmm. it's all about surviving it's really um it's intense for like an animation yes it is and then in the second segment a teenage girl named blake visits the circus of the dead with her family and discovers the acts are all too real so it was really fun did you I see enjoyed it? it too did oh you yeah watch it? it was fun i, I right? saw it when it first came out okay. and um saw it in a group watch yeah. and i really enjoyed it and yeah. i didn't expect to because i am not always the biggest uh animation. animated yeah. uh, fan even though you know i'm a disney fan and stuff yeah and, this and kind I, of animation i love and i've watched uh you know a fair bit of japanese anime and yeah. that kind of stuff but I really enjoyed this. I, I I really did. I liked this one and the second one actually. Yeah. I don't know if you had a favorite of uh, I liked I liked them both also and I just I actually want them it wanted it left me wanting more of this. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's the same sort of animation like Archer. Yeah. Which I really exactly. love I really love Archer too. Yeah, the style. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel as if at least I mean you know like qualitatively the people i was hanging out with really liked it so i i am hopeful that it got good reviews and that maybe they'll do more of it so um i watched a movie called till death and this stars megan fox so let me read the little what's it here after a romantic evening in their secluded lake house emma awakens handcuffed to her dead husband oh god trapped and isolated in the dead of winter so this will be a good one for you guys to watch in the winter if you like to couple those things but i wanted to watch it because it's new (laughs) she must fight off hired killers to escape her husband's twisted plan it's 88 minutes long uh it came out july 2nd and okay so whatever you think about megan fox which a lot of times people say like she you know she's there to look pretty and there's i don't mind her not everybody appreciates her acting etc but i i like i liked her in this quite a bit 
and she's still quite beautiful and you know she's she's aging in a lovely way in other words i think she's really beautiful um i liked this movie uh what ends up happening is it's very uh gerald's game right yeah oh yeah without the without the supernatural part so you know her husband is a psychopath the first 10 minutes of this, Kathy, I imagine you going, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine her like, oh, what a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> like I just can see, I could see your face wa- watching this like, oh, what an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> with, that vo- with that voice. Too. Yes, exactly. I was, ah, trying, I was trying to do a little, yeah. you know, imitation. But, you know, then she's got a, <laughs> then he's dead. <laughs> and she's got a, do that Gerald's game thing only in Gerald's game. The woman is, which is a Stephen King book and, and a pretty good movie. Actually, I would, I would recommend that movie as well is in Gerald's game. She's there and she can't really go anywhere at all. Whereas this one, she can't go anywhere for a bit, but then they get her moving and then, you know, hilarity ensues, uh, whatever. And then halfway through the movie, there ends up being hired killers and, and on we go. So, Strong violence is accurate. Uh, grisly images is what the thing says. So it's an R-rated movie. It's a mystery thriller as well as action. And there aren't any... It's a mystery thriller. There okay. aren't any other horror elements to it. I okay. consider thrillers uh, yeah. in the horror genre. Of course. But there are, it's not sci-fi like Gerald's Game is. So it's quite good. Her... I think the reason why one of the reasons why it goes well as well is because she's not, she's definitely carrying the movie and obviously she's in 99.9% of the movie because it's about her and she's Mm -hmm. alone most Mm -hmm. of it, or at least the first half, but they have her being very physically active. So for those of you who may not appreciate Megan's talent, uh, they have her doing a lot. So she's not like, emoting to the camera in that way she's doing a lot of stuff and it's a feature directing debut by sk dale and i think it's pretty and what is it till death yeah okay with two l's t-i-l-l till death it's i mean not a perfect movie but i was engrossed i was interested in it it's you know shot well uh, like i said it's a feature debut megan's very intensely physical her performance is very physical, so I like that. There's lots mm. of blood. Uh, cool. You know, it starts to, like most things, starts to fall apart in like the second part of the second act, but I think it recovers pretty well and certainly got the frost and snow aspect to it, which is kind of fun when it's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I would I, I would recommend that movie. Cool. It's yeah, a, it's, it's, sounds- a, it's a solid watch. It's yeah. not a five star or anything, but sure. it's a solid watch for sure. Okay. Uh, I watched a movie called Things Heard and Seen, okay. um, which came out this year. It's American horror thrill- thriller uh, starring Amanda Seyfried and James Norton. So it starts off in 1970. Well, it takes place in 1979. Catherine Clare, an art restorer, lives in Manhattan with her husband, George, and daughter, Franny. When George lands a job teaching a his- teaching art history, At a college, the family moves into a large farmhouse in Chosen, New York. 
Catherine feels isolated in the house. She finds a Bible tracking the deaths of the previous owners, some names scratched out and marked damned. She sees strange lights leading her to an antique ring, which she begins wearing. Franny feels a ghostly presence and insists on sleeping in her parents' room. Catherine employs brothers Eddie and Cole Lux as farmhands while George starts an affair with Willis, a female student. Um, James Norton is so unlikable. He plays this role so well. Have you seen this? I have. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. It really captured me. It's it's really eerie. And I think the perform her performance too. I really liked it. Yeah, I had the I thought the performances were really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the story is is a story I think we've seen before, which is like, you know, the haunted house and people get possessed and then all these weird things start happening and people start dying. Which I would say that part of it isn't as executed as well as in many, many other movies. Right. But you'd be watching it for those performances and the tenseness. That's there's right. like a there's a tense relationship going on between James and Amanda and it's it's hard not to watch. It's so, it's kind of he, gross. Like I just really hate them. <laughs> he plays this narcissistic role yeah. so pathetically well yes. that you're like, I don't know if I could watch you in anything else <laughs> yeah. because he plays it so well. Agree. So I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Cool. What else do I want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Well, we could talk about, you know, on our Discord, we watched Sleepaway Camp and The Lost Boys, just for fun. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so right now we're doing some Summer Solstice Saturdays where we all are patrons who are on our Discord. You can become a patron and not join the Discord, but it's it's one of the benefits you're offered, and we hang out on there a lot and watch movies together, so it's a lot of fun. And everyone on there is, I mean, I can literally say everyone on there is amazing and funny and smart and throws out trivia facts in the middle of the show Mm -hmm. (laughs) i always learn something from all of them and anyway so one of our saturdays was we're you know we're picking summer movies so we watched sleepaway camp and the lost boys and we did both of those movies other people mentioned those movies too but i also know that there are a couple of kathy's yeah lost boys is my like in my top three across all genres so that one's always fun for me and So what was it like to watch it with the group? It's a little different for you. I I would imagine. Yeah, it's a little bit different. It's, it's always fun to know how many people love the movie and the soundtrack's great. And I think there's just a lot of nostalgia around it for me, but then watching it with people who also know it and get excited about it because it's such a classic and because it's summer and it just has that feeling, you know, it takes place. It's hot in Santa Carla, which is not a real city. It's actually based on San Carlos, um, San Francisco, which is a real place. And um, not that San Carlos is actually the murder capital of the world. But um, so it's, yeah, it's always fun to watch it with people who also get it and have seen it a million times and know the lines. And because it's such a classic. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fun one to watch as a group. Totally. And Sleepaway Camp is, is kind of like that too. Super campy. Lo- yeah. Love to see Felissa Rose. Yeah. Certainly a camp, certainly a camp movie. I think it's in many ways one of the better ones of that era. It is. Um, and it's a certainly good there's always the dramatic reveal of the thing and there's there's a depth to the story that's analyzed on the regular yeah. which I find interesting. <laughs> like people still talk about that movie. I would say watch the Joe Bob version on Shudder. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So we had some fun. And I know that you were like, you know, on your back deck and it, 
um, you know, had your dinner and did your thing. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned that before because we, we get to watch it a little bit earlier because for a lot of our discord guys, it's like nine o'clock at night. We started at six here, but our West coast peeps, it's like six o'clock. So it's, so it feels like a little driving back there. I've got the dogs outside (laughs) and my screens up and I've got, you know, my food and my wine and and it's just fun. And then everybody's just hanging out (laughs) right on. I, uh, I also watched a movie called werewolves within which is a new one, 2021 comedy horror, 97 minutes long. After a proposed pipeline creates divisions within the small town of Beaverfield and a snowstorm traps its residents together inside the local inn, newly arrived forest ranger Finn played by Sam Richardson and postal worker Cicely played by Milana Vantrub, she's, I think, I believe she's Russian, but I'm not sure, must try to keep the peace and uncover the truth behind a mysterious creature that has begun terrorizing the community. So this is also a whodunit type of movie. It's a comedy. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, (laughs) It's, I mean, where was, it's fun without ever really being frightening. Mm Mm-hmm. And not really being extraordinarily funny. Like, it's not it's not a movie I go like, oh, my God, it's the new Shaun of the Dead or whatever. Right. You know, it's not it's not exceptionally witty or exceptional in any of those kinds of ways. But it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like, you know, Clue, the movie Clue. We oh, were talking yeah. about whodunits, oh, who right? Done it. So yeah. Clue and in all, in, in all these movies we've actually ended up mentioning today. It's a, it's a werewolf. I mean, it's a... I believe it's a video game adaptation. Okay. And usually those, I mean, many times those can be pretty bad because <laughs> video games are very different than movies. Yeah. But, but this is, I, I enjoy this. I enjoyed this. I would recommend it. I, I mean, I watched it because it was a comedy with werewolves. You know, like I, sure. I went into yeah. it thinking, okay, werewolves and comedy. And it ends up being more of a murder on the Orient Express type of. Oh, that's it. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. I, cool. I, I was surprisingly. Uh, Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. Like who's the werewolf is the question you're trying to answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Okay, so there was one more thing I wanted to mention. I've actually started to watch, I'm wanting to get into more series again because I used to be a big series watcher. And one thing I'd really love to do in season four of the show starting in September is along the way, I think we can really, you and I could actually really dig into watching horror series and Mm -hmm. watching whole seasons of them and then talking about them because there are a lot of great horror series on the landscape. Mm -hmm. I know- a couple of dozen that mm-hmm. we could that we could watch. And then like not only the Walking Dead that everybody knows about, but then we could we could watch and talk about ones that not everybody knows mm-hmm. about. So aside from that, <laughs> this one I'm going to talk about is not a horror series, but I did want to mention to you that I was thinking like that would be awesome to get more into horror series and maybe the listeners would like that. But I started watching a series on uh, Netflix, I believe called mad for each other. Have you seen the ads for this? It comes up, you know, it comes, you know how when you click on Netflix, like all the stuff comes up right in the front. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So let me find the description so I can give it accurately to you. So it's a comedy drama 
romance, basically, bothered to realize they are next-door neighbors and share a psychiatrist, a man and a woman find it's impossible to stay out of each other's way. So the hard thing about this is... (laughs) One of the things that's hard about this is that mad for each other is actually a euphemism not for love necessarily, at least for the first several episodes that I've read, but for being mad. (laughs) So there's a lot of mad. There's a lot of kind of crazy yelling at each other, and both these characters are super quirky. It's a Korean drama, so Mm -hmm. it's got subtitles, or or you can watch it the dubbed, which is fine. The episodes are really short. They're only like 30 minutes long, and there's 13 episodes. And it's... Like like many Korean dramas, it's quirky and funny and a little bit over the top and easy to binge watch, except for I would say that in the first three or four episodes, so much mad, yeah, you know, so much being mad yeah. is rough. So you've got the guy who has anger issues for sure. Mm-hmm. But by, you know, episode three, four, five, whatever, you do start to see him go on a little bit of an arc, which I was very pleasantly, okay. <laughs> I was very happy that he wasn't yeah. just going to be just be mad, mad and rageful. Yeah. <laughs> and then the woman has trauma. You, f- you find out there's some trauma there and she's super quirky and, uh, just really, they're both really cute and interesting and, and quirky and they go to the same psychiatrist. <laughs> so not only are, do they go to the same psychiatrist and they don't know it, they end up being neighbors and they didn't know it at first, but you find that out pretty quickly. And then they go to the same psychiatrist and, and you know, the hilarity ensues and there's all these sort of conversations between the two of them that are just ridiculous. It's funny. Like he gets real mad and then he'll like calm himself down yeah. and she just like looks at him. She's got this really blank face and this little tiny dog she carries around. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Makes me laugh. That's cute. South. I like, um, I, I tend to like, uh, Korean dramas. This is yeah. from South Korea. It's on Netflix. Okay. So I would check it out. Cool. So thanks you guys so much for listening to this episode of Shrink Chat. We hope you are enjoying your summer. We certainly are. Things are more open. I actually went to the grocery store the other day. I went, I'm going places now where if you've been vaccinated, masks are optional. Yeah. I just did that the, for the first time the other day. I went in the grocery store without a mask. Especially out here. In other states, it's been like that for a while. No, I know. But yeah. guys, California. I know. Like literally just happened. I had to go back outside the grocery I went in the grocery store with my mask on. Half the people didn't have it on. I was like, huh. I had literally went back outside, read the sign. Yeah, that, that, that happened. I had, to, I had yeah. to reality check myself. That happened like, to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm teaching again too on campus and we don't have masks and like we don't have to wear them. And so the, the first time being in a classroom in over a year and it's like freeing, but also I'm like, yeah, the, like the dreams you have when you don't have your clothes on. Yeah, you're a little bit paranoid. I went to the bookstore as well and I went in the bookstore and half the people... So yeah. r- literally I took my mask off cause I'm like, Oh, the, the rules have changed or something. So I yeah. took my mask down, like just over my chin. And then I looked around. It was very, it's so yeah. funny. The That's mask strange. trauma, because then I had a couple of employees look right at me and I thought, well, they'll tell me to put it back on mm-hmm. if I'm doing something wrong, but they didn't. I was like, okay. Yeah. And that was just this past weekend. Yep. So, all right. Thanks you guys so much for listening to Shrink Chat. That's where I started this whole diatribe. <laughs> Thanks for listening. My name, uh, this has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. She's losing her mind. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.